Usually at this time of the week, we visit with our friend Jamie Court from Consumer Watchdog. Jamie Court is the president of Consumer Watchdog, but Jamie's on vacation with his family this week. We have the privilege and the honor of again talking to our old friend, Carmen Balber. Carmen Balber, B-A-L-B-E-R, is the executive director of Consumer Watchdog. She's been on our show many, many times, an old friend. And Carmen, thanks for coming back. We got some victories to celebrate and recap. Thanks for being back on the Norman Goldman Show. Thanks for having me back, Norm. Well, Carmen, Consumer Watchdog really can take a victory lap here, and I am way too happy. I'm way happy to, to help that uh, effort here because, uh, you know, the federal government's out of the consumer protection business now. Class action lawsuits have been destroyed by the Supreme Court to a significant extent. These arbitration agreements are, are making consumers much, uh, putting them in a much weaker position. But Consumer Watchdog was very much part of two big victories last week. Why don't we start with the privacy initiative first? Carmen, the idea is that we shouldn't be monetized by way of our private information without our knowing about it. And when somebody breaches our privacy, we should have some kind of a remedy, right? Absolutely. I mean, if, if Absolutely. Cambridge Analytica did nothing for uh, America, it showed us exactly what companies are doing with our data. We have been fighting uh, for a decade now uh, to enact restrictions on what information companies can collect about us, give us the right to say no, and hold companies accountable when they break their promises to us. But Silicon Valley, with its deep pockets, uh, have controlled state houses and Congress. And so it has been an uphill battle to try and get any sort of meaningful privacy reforms enacted, either at the state or the national level. So it was an incredible victory last week. Uh, when the legislature passed and the governor signed uh, the California privacy measure, which enacted the strongest online privacy protections uh, for Americans in the nation. It makes companies tell us what information they're collecting about us online. It gives us the right to tell companies, no, you can't sell or share my data. And it allows us to sue them uh, when their negligence causes our data to be stolen. And those are all rights that we have never had before in America and a huge step forward for privacy rights online. And and those are only specific to California, right? So any resident of any other of the 49 states, they don't get the benefits of this. But Carmen, can't this, shouldn't this kind of set the stage and set the pace? And shouldn't other states start copying, especially normal states like New York, Oregon, Washington, <laughs> Illinois? I mean, these states ought to say, hey, look what California just did. That's a good idea. We're normal. Let's do that, too. I mean, doesn't that make sense? Absolutely. And in fact, we've seen time and again with uh, reforms that come out of California uh, sometimes uh, start a trend in the nation. And so when California enacts these protections, it gives an incentive to other states to do it, too. And frankly, um, we could see companies deciding that these are provisions that I have to honor in California. Perhaps we'll just make that nationwide. We're visiting with our friend Carmen Balber. B-A-L-B-E-R is the correct spelling. You can find Carmen Balber and all of her great colleagues at ConsumerWatchdog.org. And boy, do we need ConsumerWatchdog.org now more than ever with the federal government out of the consumer protection business. The courts seem to be waging war on us. So we're recapping the first of a giant, uh, two giant victories in very significant part by Consumer Watchdog in the California legislature last week. So we have a privacy initiative now. And Carmen, I, I have to ask you, uh, in the nature of devil's advocate, 
uh, there's an argument circulating around now that's attracting some adherence that says that when a special interest, and you know, I, I think of a coal company, the oil companies, when I hear the word special interest, but basically the argument is any group with an agenda can threaten to put an initiative on or actually qualify an initiative for the ballot, then turn to the legislature under our new law and procedure and say, okay, now I've got you. Now you've got to pass a law or else you're going to have to deal with this ballot initiative. And so the argument is that in a way it's a private group with whatever agenda they happen to have extorting the legislature. And Carmen, I don't buy that, but I mean, I got I to gotta present you the argument. What do you think? Well, you know, the initiative process was started a uh, hundred years ago because special interests, meaning the railroads, controlled Sacramento. And so the initiative process was begun to give citizens the ability to circumvent a legislature that was captured uh, by the industry of the day and bring their own legislation forward, bring their own ideas forward. And I think this privacy measure and this privacy victory in the legislature and its genesis, which was a private individual who gathered enough signatures to put a strong measure on the ballot, which forced the industry to deal, shows the power of that citizen democracy. You know, special interests like the oil industry or the coal industry or Silicon Valley hold Sacramento over a barrel every day. They can extort the legislature and do extort the legislature every day to get their agenda passed. What the initiative process does is give citizens a little bit of that same power. Carmen, that's a fascinating observation, and I guess you're right, because the lobbying that goes on quietly and day by day from the corporate interests, of course, they're getting all kinds of goodies and benefits from the legislature that we never even hear about because it never makes the news because it's buried in some bill somewhere. Well, Carmen, let's switch over to the second big initiative uh, that, that didn't become an initiative that resulted in legislative, actually resulted in the withdrawing of an initiative. I got to keep my facts straight. We're talking about paint companies, in particular Sherwin-Williams. They got hit with some big financial penalties for polluting. They didn't want to pay, and they tried to dump it on the public. Carmen, do I have these facts right? Those are the facts. You know, uh, probably most everyone uh, in the country has heard of the fact that once upon a time, paint companies were putting lead in our paint. Uh, they were well aware of the fact that it was toxic, especially to children, but they didn't tell anyone and go and went ahead uh, using that paint anyways. Finally, after far more than a decade of litigation, uh, the paint companies, including Sherman Williams, lost their final battle in court. And the court said, no, this paint is killing children. You have to clean it up. Well, the paint companies said, oh, we don't want to do that. And they gathered signatures to try to put a measure on the ballot that would have passed that cost off onto the California taxpayers. The big victory on this front that we had last week was Sherman Williams withdrew that initiative from the ballot. And it only happened after intense pressure from the public, including a boycott effort that Consumer Watchdog launched to make sure that the paint company knew exactly what they would be getting into if they tried to go forward with what was definitely a special interest measure to the ballot. And that boycott was highlighting the fact uh, that Sherman Williams is essentially poisoning children. Uh, and was trying to trick the voters into taking on the responsibility for cleaning up that paint. 
And Carmen, when I went to consumerwatchdog.org before the initiative was withdrawn, I saw there was a boycott Sherwin-Williams campaign. And Jamie, we spoke about it before the initiative got pulled uh, a week or so ago. And it seems to me that, that what, what we're seeing now is where politics and, and, and consumer spending, uh, consumer habits are kind of merging now. People are now spending consciously of how they're spending their money in ways we didn't before. I mean, there was a boycott of Rush Limbaugh that was very successful. There have been other various boycotts of various people that have had more or less degrees of success. But it seems now that consumers really are aware that their dollars can be used to send a message and they don't have to wait for voting. And Carmen, is is that kind of what happened here with Sherwin-Williams? They saw a lot of bad publicity, a lot of lost sales, and they said it's just not worth the, the, uh, the, the harm in the marketplace? I think that's just what happened. I think it was driven home to them uh, with that, you know, 48-hour launch of a boycott that got massive attention from opinion leaders nationwide. Ralph Nader retweeted it. Jim Sanders retweeted it, shared it with their networks that the reputational damage for this company that was essentially trying to charge taxpayers for having poisoned children for so many years uh, was not worth uh, what they potentially might get out of it. And they pulled that ballot measure with 20 minutes to spare uh, before the deadline. So it was another example of, uh, you know, a citizen victory, citizen democracy, except this time in reverse. We had a special interest ballot measure uh, and citizen action. The citizens' willingness to vote with their pocketbook came forward and quashed that special interest measure at the ballot. We're talking to our friend Carmen Balber, B-A-L-B-E-R is how you spell Balber. Carmen Balber is the executive director of Consumer Watchdog. Normally we visit with Jamie Court, but Jamie's on vacation and we have visited with Carmen many times. Carmen Balber can be found at consumerwatchdog.org with all of her great colleagues. And Carmen, this point that you just made, I think is kind of critical for our times generally which is we've seen a failure of Congress to act in its institutional role as a check and balance on the presidency. We're now seeing the Supreme Court, sadly, is succumbing to the partisan political pressures and appears to me, at least in my opinion, to become a, a rank political arm of the Republican Party. And so what we're seeing is our institutions are kind of collapsing and, and nobody trusts them anymore. Even the, the alleged president of the United States is attacking the FBI and Department of Justice. It seems to me, Carmen, that what we're seeing here with with a Sherman Williams kind of groundswell of a boycott if they don't do the right thing and these various other boycotts is is people are coming to the recognition that if we don't fix this nobody will. Carmen are we seeing a brand new surge now of just citizen activism in so many ways because we're seeing that everything's collapsed around us and we're the only ones left? I hope so. I hope that the message is or, or perhaps not the message but the idea that citizens need to be involved for democracy to work and the only way things will make things will change is if citizens band together and speak up whether it's with their vote uh, marching in the streets uh, with their pocketbook through a boycott like this is the only way uh, things are going to change in this country and um, I think the confluence of events in Washington is help helping bring us to that point absolutely well, I think you're right Norm. Uh, Carmen I, I Absolutely. That's our favorite word around here, and so everybody uses it. Absolutely. Including Bernie. <laughs> but Carmen, 
Time, unfortunately, has run on us, but I really want to congratulate you and Consumer Watchdog and all the other great consumer advocates on these two issues. That consumer privacy law that's now been signed is going to be enormous, and I'm really looking forward to normal states like Massachusetts and Vermont and New York adopting them and getting a trend going here. But, Carmen, uh, Consumer Watchdog was very much involved in that, Alistair McTaggart as well, up in the Bay Area. But the, the other one about the environmental cleanup, I mean, that was just amazing. A, a couple of giant companies were trying to transfer a massive multi-billion dollar liability onto the taxpayers just because they didn't want to pay. And it was because of Consumer Watchdog and other great folks like you that were able to get it done. I, I can't thank you enough for working for us all. I love Consumer Watchdog. And if anyone, if you're listening and you don't know ConsumerWatchdog.org, check them out. ConsumerWatchdog.org and you'll find Carmen Balber there and all her great colleagues. They're doing great service for us, and we ought to say thanks. Carmen, thank you. Thank you for being on the Norman Goldman Show as well. Thanks, Norm.